0: So we each need to gather into our minds.
1: What is our favorite movie mm. of all time? Mm. Well, it can't be Star Wars anymore. Disney went and destroyed that for me.
2: Well, we can't all talk about The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Don't worry. I
1: got bad comedies coming. No, or, well, movies that are so bad, it's a comedy. But we can
3: talk about VeggieTales.
2: <laughs> Solid. We can also yeah. talk about Sam Says, which we're on now. Hey, everyone. Hey. hey. This isn't a movie. This is a podcast. Hi. <laughs> Silly. Silly Alex. Well, folks, thanks for joining us again. My name's Alex. My name is Nikolai. And I'm Andrew.
3: And I am and Andrew. <laughs> Imposter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds kind of sus. <laughs> kind of <laughs> of sus <eating>. <laughs> <laughs> Super sus. Today we're coming at you with some movie reviews, movie thoughts, movie analysis. We're seminarians. We're going to do our thing. So gather your movies into your minds, seminarians. You're free to do this at home, but that's not going to do us any good.
1: Well, unless you're a seminarian, then you must... Put a movie in your mind right now. That's right.
0: Mm. If it's Lord of the Rings, I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) scream.
2: I have dibs in Lord of the Rings. I call dibs.
1: Nikolai, they're all seminarians. They're all going to pick Lord of the Rings.
3: (laughs) 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 Nikolai's just thinking, Lord of the Rings is the yingling of movies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. We found our niche
1: Pennsylvania listeners over the age of 21. (laughs) Hopefully. except
2: (laughs) (laughs) Except yingling hasn't done everything they can to try to ruin the lord of the rings which is what they might do if the lord of the rings becomes a television show
1: i don't know about that
3: amazon.com if you're listening please don't
2: (laughs) please i beg of you
0: just leave us alone
1: amazon.com if you're listening hey you don't want to stop losing my packages
0: (laughs) (laughs) favorite movies we watch a lot of movies here
2: yeah we do
1: most guys do i'm trying to get on the movie train here
0: sure
2: not a big yeah. fan of movies? Sometimes.
1: Well, I, I think my big issue was that I didn't have my priorities straight. And now that I do, I have a lot more time, and I'm trying to learn how to use that. So I think movies would be a good spot, mm-hmm. especially good movies. I don't That's have a true. lot of good movies under my belt.
2: Yeah, say yeah. what you will about sitting in front of a television, but I think movies are in a unique place where they combine art, like theater, but they combine it with music, there's storytelling. There's a lot to movies that I think we can draw out to have real significance.
1: Yeah, and also along that line, why movies are good, especially doing it in community with other people, being able to share that experience, being able to bounce ideas off of each other that might have come from the movie, or even just enjoying it. Just the other week, a handful of us had a bad movie marathon where we just watched movies that are so bad they're good, which I'll be talking about later. But we were just able to share that experience with each other, have awesome laughs for an entire weekend, and now an absolute stockpile of
0: great inside jokes oh yeah beautiful yeah i like to make a distinction which maybe other people share in it maybe it's just me between movies and cinema that i consider like cinema is like a good like artsy movie that you can watch and enjoy and be like wow this is like one for the ages and then you've got a movie that you sit down you kick off your shoes you munching some popcorn and it's just a fun time and i think we we have a good balance of both here i want to say
1: i would say movies are the thing you pop into a dvd player and cinema is a song by skrillex back in like the early 20
0: teens that's... that's i could have had that confused i'm so
2: sorry it's okay <laughs> that's really closer to what i would think but like my gosh do you french press your coffee like what <laughs> we'll get into that another time yikes <laughs> my true culture all right all right who wants to go first movies
3: so I don't know if I'd say I have a favorite movie per se, but I do have quite a few that I like. So we'll just flip a head coin with <laughs> who knows how many sides on it. Um,
0: That's a D20, Drew.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you rolled a nat one. and You stumble over your words. Uh, yep. That's what's happening. We'll go with uh, Knight's Tale because that popped into my head. Mm. So A Knight's Tale is what happens when you cross a sports movie with medieval jousting. Uh, (laughs) Solid, solid. It is one of Heath Ledger's earlier works before The Dark Knight, Mm. and it is quality material, despite what people might say. I don't don't know Mm. what people say about it. It's fun. It's cheesy. It entertains you. (laughs) What's
2: the the moral of the story? What kind of takeaway oh, the, is there. The
3: moral of the story is if you have a big stick and you're on a horse then you can hit someone else with a big stick on a horse off the horse <laughs> and win i, I think
0: the There's moral definitely... of the story is about like be true to who you are follow your dream no that's stupid oh i'm sorry
2: it sounds more like hit, air bun. hit what him with a stick.
0: <laughs> well
3: yes i i just said it's a sports movie <laughs>
2: What well, is interesting because Keith Ledger's character spends the whole movie being someone else and there isn't I guess spoiler alert if anyone wants to watch it.
1: I haven't watched it yet.
2: Oh, sorry. You shouldn't have signed up for this one. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's already
1: been ruined for me. Yeah.
2: Mm. So he doesn't repent of being someone else at the end. Mm. You, you know what I mean? He like still kinda gets the girl. It's not a story of authenticity. Hmm. I guess you can say it's a story of becoming who you want to be. Like, mm. he does become the knight he's pretending to be at the end, which is... I, I don't know what to do with that. Is it, Is it—is there, like, a, a fake it till you make it takeaway? Is that true?
1: As someone who hasn't watched the movie and just purely off of both of your analyses is... Analysis? Is... Analysis. <laughs> <are>, no <nope>. English <laughs> is both my first language and not my first language. <laughs> it sounds like successful Don Quixote.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, actually, that's a good that's a good analysis. I think I don't know. I think the way that I see that movie is he's born as like a peasant, like the son of a carpenter or something.
3: He mends nets and also biblical, maybe roofs,
0: also biblical. Yeah. Um yeah, so he's born as a peasant and then he like steals the the oh, he becomes a squire, steals the armor from a knight who dies. Um and like pretends to be a knight and then at the end of the movie he kind of is successful, and it's like, oh, you're, like, actually a knight now. You don't have to just be stuck with, like, oh, you were born poor. You have to stay poor. So I think that that's, that's kind of a, a big theme in it.
3: When Will was a young boy, his father took him into the city to see the marching knights. <laughs> Are you ashamed <laughs> of yourself? Right
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, his, but his father tells him, uh, because Will asks his dad, oh, can I, can I be one of those knights? Well, the other people in the crowd's like, of course not. You're a peasant. Mm. Like, shut up, little kid. And then his dad's like, you shut up. And he's like, listen, Will, if the stars don't line up how you need them to, make them. Mm. And so, yeah, it, it really is a lesson less about being who you are and more about making who you are.
1: From one to ten, how many windmills would you give it?
3: I would give it eight windmills out of ten. Eight
1: windmills Beautiful. That's, that's, that's pretty high. That's pretty high. Good, a lot of windmills. Good windmills. Nice. Good windmill meeting. Get a lot of
0: meal out of that. It's a yeah. lot of energy. Yeah. A
1: lot of energy. Right.
2: We're thinking about different windmills.
0: St. Dennis, how about you? Give us a movie. Well, do I have a movie for you? Do you? Uh,
1: <laughs> right before I start this, I would like to first preface it by saying there is no purpose to this movie. There is no meaning from it. It is just pure comedy from beginning to end. That's right, I'm talking about the Mm Velocipaster. Thanks. I hate it. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So I was introduced to this movie just the other weekend during our movie So Bad That They're Good. It is a great story about a priest whose parents die and he runs off to China to find himself, ends up somehow coming into possession of an ancient relic, that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. And he teams up with an unlikely teammate. I'll let you figure that one out on your own. And (laughs) they go off and fight bad guys in the most ridiculous possible way. It involves everything you would ever want, like maybe Catholic priest. We're still not sure. Jury's out on that one. And ninjas. Christian ninjas. ninjas. (laughs) So I definitely give it, I would give it like, Three out of 10 <laughs> dinosaur teeth. But uh, good. All right. as far as movies go, but as far as comedy and just having a
0: good laugh with a bunch of friends, 10 out of 10. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. There are movies that are, like, so bad that they're good on accident, like like Birdemic or The Room, where it's just, like, they tried to make a movie and it didn't work out and it's a bad movie. Yeah, the Lost Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad that it's oh, bad.
1: God, What's sorry. your name? Ray. That's where it should have ended. Dumb. On another note, all right, all right, all right, we'll come back to
0: this. <laughs> we'll rip on Star Wars at the end. But um, but yeah, but VelociRaptor, it's a hard turn at the beginning where like it's starting to look like that where it's like ah, oh, this is just a poor quality movie, and they just lean into the ridiculousness and like the we didn't try at all. I'm pretty it's sure really wonderful
1: for if I remember correctly, I think this was the movie that someone just gave the producers. $35,000 and said, make a movie. And it shows that it was the lowest budget movie I've ever
0: watched. But it was, and it was beautiful. Yeah. It was a good laugh. Like we, we were going on for a while. Like
1: we're still was, joking about yeah. it.
3: And the dinosaur costume was approximately on par with that one super Bowl halftime show. Oh, with the, <laughs> the <sharks>? left shark
1: <laughs> left shark. Wasn't with, there a dinosaur one? No, it was no, Katy Perry with sharks, man.
3: Hi, everyone. <laughs> I'm a nerd.
2: That's a flashback. My gosh. That's been like five, six. That's yeah, probably I, been 10 years. I was for th- seven years. No, not 10. Oh, I wasn't in seminary, though.
0: Yeah. No, it I was when was we were in high in school. school. I was it high school? Yeah. Yeah, because. Okay. All right, fair enough.
1: Yeah, because we're the same age.
3: I, I think I was a freshman.
1: So I would have been okay. a sophomore. Right. I think. I'm just going to look up Left Shark yeah yeah <laughs> left shark year. this is the fun part of the podcast where we look stuff up on google and you don't get to see anything 2015 wow all right so That's five years wait on. a second oh, wow. i don't remember that big part of my senior year whatsoever <laughs> yeah
2: i don't know if this was a meme i saw on the internet or something my buddy actually did but i think he gave one of his girlfriends a card that said the left shark is great but you're the right shark for me <laughs> and people say true love is
1: dead your body is bringing it to life all right. and chivalry yeah so nikolai what what movie do you have implanted into all your right. brain please the say
0: sharpnado my favorite movie of all time i think is clue 1980s oh comedy murder mystery it starts off board game it's based off the board game clue another one andrew hasn't seen I think I've seen maybe like oh,
1: ten. We gotta watch. this. Don't worry, oh, it's impossible
3: to spoil it. Well, <laughs> well all
1: right, I'll try not to. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. So it's, it's, this is for the viewers. Have you, have you or
0: well, board. the listeners, played the board game Clue? We're doing the give a synopsis. Many, the, many, many times. Okay, so the synopsis of Clue is it's like a murder mystery game. Everybody's playing as a detective. You're in this like house, and you have to go around pick up clues and figure out like who. Was the, the murderer, and the where, and with what? So, like, that's where you get the classic, oh, it was Mrs. Peacock in the library with the candlestick, or it was...
3: Spoiler, maybe. <laughs> or it was I'll Professor, never tell. It was the
0: <laughs> Professor Plum in the billiards room with the rope, or whatever it happens to be. So they made a movie based off of this premise. Um, it has a lot of, like, superstar actors, like Christopher Lloyd, uh, another example.
2: Who plays the butler? We were talking about this oh, t- Tim earlier. Curry. Tim Curry, yeah. right. Yeah, uh, Tim yeah.
0: Curry, it's one of his... Best roles, if you ask me personally. It starts off very serious, very dramatic. They're walking into this house one by one. Everybody's very somber and mysterious. You're like, who are these people? What are they doing? And then it slowly snowballs until it's just off the rails. Comedy, banter, just like crazy stuff happening. People are dying left and right. And at the end of the movie, the great twist, which I think really sells the movie, is that there's three different endings, so you could watch this ending, and it's this person who was the murderer. And then there's like, wait, but it could have been. Wait, no, it was this person who was the murderer. And then there's a third ending. Oh, wait, but this was actually the murderer. And then it plays through the last five minutes of the movie over each time and explains how it was this person this time. So it was like, oh, well, in this scene, this person was missing from the group, like the shot. Um, and this scene, oh, but wait, that person was missing from the shot. So at the end of the movie, it does this really – Just cool, clever thing of having different endings. So I think my parents told me when they saw it in theaters originally, you didn't know which ending you were going to see. So like you could see this ending and you're like, oh, hey – uh, like, isn't it funny that this person was the murderer and somebody else would be like, wait, what, really? Like, I saw a different ending. That's crazy. So on a DVD now, like, I've got all three and you can watch them in succession. Wait, hold on. Uh, Is it three different DVDs? No. Okay. <laughs> it's just, they're just <laughs> yeah. the last five I mean, minutes. They, they filmed
1: yeah. three
3: entirely different movies. No, it's just we the have, last,
0: like, five minutes or, or whatever. We have um, the technology to have, you know, scene select.
1: Nope, you need three DVDs. Yeah,
0: but, um... It's one of my favorite movies. There's just so much, like, witty banter that you could just insert into the conversation. Um, but I'm going to
2: rate this movie.
0: 1 plus 1 plus 2 plus 1 out of 1 plus 2 plus 2
2: plus 1 clues. Wow. I feel like this whole system is just falling apart. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Movies. Are we committed to movies? The, the paper says movies and shows. Are we committed to movies? Oh, give me a show. Well, do, do what you want to do.
3: I mean, I guess you can break Tradition. This is just... Oh, you modernist.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Relax. Everyone relax. This well, is just
1: the maturation of tradition. Okay. <laughs> mm. okay.
2: Well, I'm thinking this is a Catholic podcast, which means the Lord of the Rings goes without saying, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, everyone, if you haven't seen it by now, like even I've seen it. So that's saying something.
3: Well, it's not a completely accurate rendition Of the story. It's missing Fendolfin in the beginning, being killed by Morgoth. Where is Tom (laughs) Bombadil?
1: (laughs) That's my real question, because that's as far as I've gotten in the books, and I don't know who
2: this Tom guy is. (laughs) I don't don't understand. Tom Bombadil is not an irritating character whatsoever. I can't stand him. Why? I also have only gotten to, like,
1: page 120, so... Tom Bombadil is a jolly fellow. His coat is blue and his hat is yellow.
2: (laughs) And I hate his rhymes so much. (laughs) I'm going to get so much hate for that. Can't
3: can't handle the sick beats. (laughs) I am going to nerd out a little bit. Because, like, actually, though, by not doing the scourging of the Shire, they do miss out on, like, the entire point. It changes the Mm. story a lot.
1: Mm. Is it in the extended edition? The young cut? No, No. it's just not touched. No. No.
3: It's foreshadowed in the first movie, but then they just don't do it.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, that's stupid. What is your favorite Lord of the Rings movie? Because I've heard very strong opinions with different answers.
2: As I'm coming to more of a greater understanding of the Lord of the Rings, delving really into Joseph Pierce's analysis of Lord of the Rings, a book entitled Tolkien, Man, and Myth. He has a talk based on the book, which is on Spotify on YouTube, which you can watch. It's very, very good. So there's a lot to unpack in The Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. Tolkien was a theologian first and almost a writer second. He poured his heart and soul into these books. That being said, each book, each movie holds its own treasures for me. Consistently, I find myself thinking about and enjoying The Two Towers the most. Mm. I, I think it's a good balance of action and storytelling. It just captures a lot of what it means to be in the story for me.
0: I didn't mean to cut you off with the rest of your discussion of the lord of the rings but i just wanted to throw that out there
3: or whatever else you wanted to talk yeah. about
0: oh you got it's
1: a
3: parent <laughs> tv
2: show that you're thinking about oh we're going straight to deep space nine which is <laughs> <laughs> why does everyone ha- i don't understand why don't everyone hates it, so. the things i love I,
1: don't- I i don't know it alex so i'm an open book i'm here or well i guess maybe not open book that means i'm talking
2: Okay, <laughs> Deep Space Nine is. It was made in I think ninety five. Star Trek. Star Trek. It's a Star Trek, a Star Trek, yeah. Trek series. Oh. It came right after. I think it overlapped with the Next Generation a little bit. I think it also overlapped with Disco- um, Voyager. Voyager. Right. Is that right? I'm I'm kind of shooting from the hip here.
3: Nothing overlaps with Discovery, it, for good reason. I don't know. What you from said. what I've heard.
2: I heard Discovery is just awful. I I don't I don't know. I'll just jump on the back. Deep Space Nine, it's the only Star Trek that isn't episodic, so that you have to pay attention to the character development and the plot in order to understand what's happening, which made it unpopular when it aired, because if you had to wait a week to see what happened next, you lost the rhythm. If you missed an episode, it didn't really flow well. So it caters to being watched now and being watched in succession without that many breaks between episodes. And I think the diversity of characters and the playoff of each other, it harkens to more of a classic story like with with character development and classic heroism, classic struggles. I also like how – well, this makes all of Star Trek appealing for me. I like imagining things in Western civilization that we appreciate now still being appreciated 300, 400 years later. Like there's a scene where they're getting into battle and O'Brien starts reciting the Charge of the Light Brigade. So things are going bad, and he starts saying half a league, half a league, half a league, half a league more. Charge for the guns, they said, while the horse and hero fell. It feels so natural that I have hope we will still be reciting classic poetry come the next several centuries.
1: Mm.
3: Yeah. Now, unfortunately, they don't appreciate some of the more important things like God and capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) Oddly enough, they have more respect for (laughs) capitalism than they
2: do for God in the show. (laughs) I mean, are you surprised? (laughs) I have... I have what like a hundred of the Frankie rules of acquisition already memorized. <laughs> oh, People in your debt are like family. Exploit them at all cost. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I mean, I've always enjoyed Star Trek. I just
0: never found that season to to be as interesting to me. Maybe I haven't committed enough to the character development. But I just found it a little more fun to just jump in an episode of Voyager or to the Next Generation, and the characters seemed more interesting to me. Maybe it's maybe it's that episodic nature of just being like oh you could just turn on an episode and like it doesn't really make a huge difference
2: well you are entitled to being incorrect <laughs> that a, is an opinion and you <laughs> cretin opinion all right uh going back to the god that's true that's an that's a, obviously a legitimate critique going back to the god thing i started listening to deep faith nine which is a rival podcast <laughs> oh, to this no one. Way. <laughs> i'm only a couple episodes in but he makes the point regarding the prophets, the Bajoran gods, quote-unquote gods. I don't know why they're called the prophets. But prophets don't have a concept of linear time. Cisco has to explain to them what it is to be a person. They're just used to living in their heaven-esque world where time just is. Mm. So this man from Deep Deep Faith 9 makes the point that the prophets are always living in Kairos. They're never living in Kronos. Mm. So they're always living in a time where action must be taken. It's just something to think about, the, the dichotomy.
0: If he comes and explains to them linear time, wouldn't they always have understood it then? You're so, going to get into some real deep stuff there. So we'll how, save that for another time.
3: How many deep spaces out of nine would you give this show?
1: <laughs> One out of nine, how many? One there... through
3: nine, how many deep spaces would you give this
1: show?
2: I'd give it a a solid 7.4. <laughs> there were a couple of weird episodes. It was on for a long time.
0: Wow.
3: Yeah. You're bound, you're bound to get some... Some doozies. Some chaff. Mm-hmm. Some oofs. Some weeds along with the wheat that must be bound up and thrown Throne into, into like the furnace. furnace. Yeah. Chances well,
2: that we're going to get hate mail. Very low. I'd give it like seven windmills out of ten.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Since you brought up Star Trek, there is a series that was near and dear to my heart as a child. And that was Star Wars until Disney as it has been doing throughout my my short adulthood thus far. It's just taking everything I loved as a child and ripping it to pieces. So (laughs) as someone who spent way too much money going to the theaters and going to the theaters far too many times to watch all the new installments into the Skywalker saga, I was interested, since we kind of riffed on them a little bit earlier,
0: what were some thoughts when those movies came out, how have they evolved today? So I always enjoyed Star Wars, kind of as an entertainment. Yeah, I think a lot of people they just take it way too seriously. But like, as long as it's still entertainment, the prequel trilogy, objectively, not cinema. Like they're they're not no, fantastic. It's, not by, it's like, not by Skrillex. They're not fantastic deep movies. They have no Skrillex in them. Let it go, man. <laughs> just John Williams. You can't
3: you can't be saying things. That's but, another copyright. <laughs>
0: They're objectively just, like, movies for entertainment. That you watch it and you're like, this is, like, there's action, there's, like, cool things, effects. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's just, I was always entertained by Star Wars. Oh, it's pure entertainment. Pure entertainment. The last Star Wars that I saw in a theater, I actually went to see Rogue One in a drive-in movie theater, and it was awesome. I I loved it. And then after one of my friends was, like, ripping on it, how bad, like, Star Wars Rogue One was, and it's just a bunch of tropes to get, like, the fans excited... Isn't that the point of Star Wars, though? Just it to is. like be like, oh, ATST te- lightsabers? Oh my god! Like I mean, I'm sold. Like, but get me an action right? figure. We don't need to make every single thing about like what's the most realistic. What's like the most political? Like it's just it's silly to to get so uptight about um, Star Wars.
3: I have a, a deep dark secret uh, that as a kid, I liked the prequels more than the original trilogy. Because I was, I was, as a kid, I was 100% behind powering through all the ridiculous political nonsense that I didn't care about for the sake of, like, one scene with, like, 20 lightsabers in it. Right.
1: Drew, Amen. Drew, as, as your diocesan brother, I would like to affirm you in your incorrect opinion, but one that I, too, oh, no. hold. Let us hold this incorrect opinion together. Because... I love it and I've actually grown to love it more now as an adult. Because I've memorized every meme
2: true that has been made out of
1: every line of all three movies.
2: Mm -hmm. See, personally, I like hearing about intergalactic tax law. (laughs) I mean I did too. I I like I remember watching the first episode for the first time with my mom. And like the when Nuke Gunray says Sure, you can land. As you know, our blockade is completely legal. I remember my mom being like, that was a weird thing to say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is a
0: children's movie, and we're trying to put
1: our current world politics into it.
0: I mean, at the end of the day, just the more lightsabers and blasters, All John spaceships? Williams,
1: like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. oh, If I can just have more mm-hmm. John Williams to study, too. More oh. I would be much smarter. John Williams, please. I please would also probably pump, study. Pump out the music. Oh, <laughs> go into yeah. uh
2: to six soundtracks. I should have gone to How to Train Your Dragon as oh, the best movie.
1: Well, that that know. needs a whole podcast to it.
2: How to Train Your Dragon is the best cinematic the trilogy since The Lord of the Rings.
3: How many mm-hmm. trilog like cinematic trilogies have there been since Lord
0: of the Rings? Well, everyone, Thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got um, Hunger Games. Oh. Well, well that was that was that was a
3: quadrilogy. Was a quadrilogy. Well, and no. and Hunger Games is just trying to be the next Harry Potter.
2: Yeah. This is going to be a question I hope no one can answer, and I might edit out asking it. We'll see. Did, did Twilight do the same thing? I never saw Toilets. Yes, so I, no I remember
3: there being a... Wait, what? Breaking Dawn Part, part 1 and 2? 2, two yeah, yeah. That's what I, I thought. Yeah, because yeah, that was that, contemporary
2: yeah, with Harry Potter. That was more... Yeah, yeah that was contemporary yeah. with Harry Potter, which is why it's in my mind. Yeah, I just remember I remember Spoofs. hating both of them. <laughs> <laughs> why did you watch them? I remember, like, hating the idea of both of them. I don't know. Maybe it was being a 13-year-old man. But, like, I remember being, this is not worth any of the hype whatsoever and like mm. presenting well resenting it having a fan base
0: that was because you were a 13 year old guy <laughs> i remember the ads for like the hunger games um the the last couple movies and the ads would be like the defining movie of a generation and i'd be like what why who decided that <laughs> and no one cares about it <laughs> i now. didn't get a vote <laughs> yeah like who, who talks about hunger games anymore i've never heard somebody mention it until i just did in this room
3: that no, was a really good uh, movie trailer voice, though. That's thank, you. thank <laughs> you.
0: If the I whole priesthood it. thing doesn't work out,
1: or maybe you can be a part of your priesthood. You like go into the tribunal one day, and then the next day you're going into the recording booth <laughs> to uh, to do some voiceovers. Yeah, priesty. So I don't know these things
3: yet.
2: <laughs> we also have the uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. That was the key. Oh, well, yeah. true. and I think I honestly think that How to Train a Dragon competes with the Dark Knight trilogy. That is a bold claim. I know. I We're getting a lot of arrows through this window as we speak. Mm.
0: I I haven't seen that in a long time. I think I'd probably appreciate it more now, but I remember watching it I maybe in high school, and it was so long. I just remember like the end of Dark Knight Rises. I was just miserable, like, please let this movie end. It's just <laughs> stretching on forever, and nothing's happening.
2: But I think overall I appreciate the really good movies they are good movies but there's something to be said for being made for like child like kids i guess like like having good upstanding values in the how to train a dragon series can be, you know
1: actually i really do think we should save how to train your dragon for a whole nother podcast uh cuz there was a book written that i heard podcasted about talking about how uh there's been this shift in modern books and like children's books and children's movies where the things that have traditionally been held as like things that are quote-unquote evil and have been symbols of evil have been become symbols of good. In previous, go back 100 years, if you were to write about dragons and witches mm. um, and things like that, that would be the obvious type for something evil. Mm. Whereas now we have things like How to Train Your Dragon where, like, Toothless is the the good... You know, well, he's not a guy, but he's the good... He's part of the, the protagonist. Yeah, part, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're rooting for him.
3: You can say good guy about dragons. Can
1: okay. you?
3: <laughs> I don't know.
2: It's, <laughs> it's,
1: yeah, it's I, an I'm, inclusive term.
2: Yeah. If you are made it this far, God bless you. There,
1: you. There is grace in that. I'm sure I have no authority to say that, but I'll be praying for you at least. Yeah.
3: Offer
2: up this podcast for the souls in purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> I had fun.
3: I give this podcast 1 out of 10 Roman callers.
2: I would give it two tabby
1: collars.
0: (laughs) Just, that's all. (laughs) I'm Alex. I'm Nikolai. I'm Andrew. And I'm Drew. (laughs) This has been Alex and Nikolai and Drew and Drew.